It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp Lemonade. It's Losing his mind. Captain Insano shows no mercy. What do you refer, Tim? Your mom goes to college. I have misplaced my pants. Good morning, West Georgia. And welcome in to the Morning 5 podcast. Today is indeed fiscally irresponsible Friday here on the Morning 5. It is the last Friday of September. Not sure how that happened, but it is... Friday, September 29th, Billion. Today is National Coffee Day. Of course it is. <laughs> and of course it is for us, man. This is exactly a good day for us. Mm-hmm. It is uh, National National Coffee Day today. Do you put anything in your coffee? What do you like to put in your coffee? Yeah, I put milk um, typically in my coffee, and I also put... Um, uh, couple spoonfuls of sugar well, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down that's what i've always been told yeah <laughs> imagine that uh the braves beat the cubbies last night billy five to three and we clinch home field all the way through the playoffs let's go yep it's about time it you is. know what you it know, is. We've, been, we've been busting our ass all season long having the best record in baseball and it's about freaking time that we've clinched home field advantage through not only just the NLCS, but the World Series, too. Yes, sir. It feels good. You know, I've kind of complained over the past uh, week and a half, two weeks, about it just seems like there's been a bit of a letdown from this brave squad intensity-wise. Uh, but they got that back against the against the Cubbies, man. Uh, they, they swept the Cubbies, a team that was uh, trying to get into the playoffs. We're in a four-game win streak right now, and we're going to wrap up the season with the lowly Nationals, who I would – assume we were probably going to sweep no matter who we throw out there yeah it's uh it was good to see them take care of business you know you kind of feel for the cubbies because the cubbies uh, were trying to vie for a playoff position with the wild card and uh <laughs> i think the braves kind of ruined that <laughs> yeah it, it, it does suck because I, I i love dansby i'll always love dansby and i'll always pull for dansby when he's not playing against the Braves. so i would have liked to seen him in the uh, in the playoffs for sure but yeah the cubbies are are they officially knocked out after last night's loss uh don't know but they were kind of on the back end of being pushed out i'm not sure right now okay i know they have like a four and a half game lead on the wild card like two uh like two weeks ago or something like that so it's yeah not not great for cubbies fans but braves win five to three olsen with two rbis last night he's up to 136 right now in the season it's the most rbis in a single season in braves franchise history uh since the rbi became an official stat in 1920 so not only does matt olsen hold the record for most home runs which he added to last night as well he's up to 54 but he added more RBIs onto it last night. 136 RBIs in the season for Matt Olson. Yeah, uh, Braves continue to make history and do, and do good things. Uh, God, man, this season has been insane. Matt Olson, most home runs in franchise history, most RBIs in franchise history, and uh, let's let's not forget, Matt Olson has the most home runs in Major League Baseball right now. Yep. Let's not forget, Matt Olson has the most RBIs in Major League Baseball right now. Yep. Like, this is, if, if he had a better batting average, he'd, he'd have the batting title in on lock. 
<laughs> yeah, so but and you say that, you know, he's batting 281, so it's not like, you know, it's not terrible. But yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, dude. He's, it's crazy how overshadowed Olsen's season has been this year just because of the lucrative, insane season that Ronald Acuna Jr. has had. Yeah. Yeah, the Bra- and, and that, that's the only thing, honestly, Bryce, that could make me hesitant about Ronald Acuna not getting MVP is the fact that the Braves have are so deep. Yeah. They've got a player on there with Olsen that could very well be MVP caliber. You know what I mean? For sure. Absolutely. Um, so that's the only thing that's kind of making me hesitant about the whole thing, about Acuna being MVP, but I, I still think he's MVP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and right now, they've even taken down the MVP odds. <laughs> you, you can, of course they did. You can no longer bet on the MVP. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 50, 54 home runs for Matt Olson. I mean, that's up there with the greats of all time. Trying to figure out. I think Pete Alonzo has the... See, who set the NL record? Was it John Carlos Stanton? Did he do that with the... I think he did that with the Yankees. I don't know. I can't no, it wasn't Stanton. It was Judge. No, National League. I mean, I know. So he can't do it with the Yankees. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, John Carlos Stanton hit fifty nine in in two thousand seventeen. I, I two thousand seventeen was he with the Marlins then, or was he with the Yankees then in two thousand seventeen? Do you remember? Let me see here. Uh, seventeen should have been with the Marlins. Yep, seventeen was with the Marlins. So the National League record, I believe, is at fifty nine uh, with John Carlos Stanton. So five behind that. It's going to be tough. Three games left uh, on the year. But it's just an absolutely insane season from Olsen and Acuna. Rosario added in an RBI last night. I'll tell you, I was I was very pleased with our I, maybe maybe sort of a bullpen start or our, our B starters last night pitching. A.J. Smith-Shauver, he went three and two, two-thirds innings and didn't allow a single hit. Uh, gave up a walk, yeah. gave up one earned run, struck out two. But A.J. Smith-Shauver looked really good last night, and so did Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright came in in relief and pitched two and a third, gave up three hits, but only one earned run and struck out four. Yeah, that that makes me feel a lot better. Um, we've got Winans going tonight uh, against the the Nationals. Will Williams. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Winans uh, versus we'll see Williams. How, we'll see how that works out, but, I mean, We've already clinched home field advantage. We t- we talked about it at the beginning of the week that we needed to sweep the rest of the games to get to to tie our our uh, franchise record of 106 wins. Um, and uh, well, listened. we swept the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, the Braves have listened. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have Winans tonight, Strider on Saturday, and Elder on Sunday. I would assume that not to change because of the way the MLB playoffs are set. Like they're going to get plenty of time to rest. Um, in between the end of the regular season and the start of the NLDS. One of the things that I I read yesterday that I thought was very interesting about the Braves, Billy, uh, they are going to have open practices uh, at, almost said, at the TED, um, at the TP. They're going to have open practices. So when the the Braves practice in between the end of the regular season and the start of the NLDS, fans will be allowed to come into the stadium. They said they want – the players to not get in a lull that they sort of got in last year and for the fans to come bring energy to practices and almost make the practices feel like a game environment. Good. I love it. Good. I love that idea, man. That makes me think that 
you know, Brian Snicker and, and company are, are really focused on, we're not going to allow what happened last year, which they had a really good squad last year too. For sure. They should have beaten the Phillies. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So looking, looking at it, I, I think they're, they're not allowing what happened last year to hurt them this year. So, um, I, I, I love, I love the idea. So let's let's make it happen. I love it. Even if it doesn't pan out for us in the first round and we get bounced again, you know, it is. Uh, I I, lo- I love that they are able to look inside and see what we did wrong and have an introspective about it and take steps to try to change something. I think this is a this is a unique step and I I think it's a great idea honestly because there's you know that place is gonna be packed when you tell Braves fans that. They can come in, and even if it's practice, they can come in and watch for free. They can come in and watch the Braves yeah. for free. Dude, no that joke. place is going to be packed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Cubbies, Cubbies are a half game out of the wild card right now behind the Marlins. Behind the Marlins. Marlins were in, oh, man, some controversial stuff going on last night. We'll talk about that in uh, another cup of coffee for the Marlins, man. They, they sort of got shafted last night. Uh, Billy, let's move our gaze over to across the pond. The Falcons take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This Sunday at 9 a.m. over in London. I, I don't know why they do these London games. I don't know why they do these international games. It's so dumb. Nobody in London cares about football. Nobody in foot, nobody in Frankfurt, Germany cares about football. Keep them over in America. It's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my that's my mini rant about the NFL this morning. Uh, the first thing the Falcons have to do is run the ball better, Billy. They did. They they have to do this. Uh, against the Jaguars. They didn't do it against the Lions this past week. Against the Lions this past weekend, Billy, 20 attempts for 44 yards. That ain't going to cut it on a team that is built to run the ball. No, it's not. It's not at all. And uh, I think Bichon needs to get a lot more touches. Um, The entire running back need to get a lot more touches. I mean, that was just ridiculous last weekend against Detroit. And I know that when you're down early you need to focus on trying to get back up and sometimes that makes you throw the ball a little bit more but still um i think what the falcons offense is is you it's a run first offense that you know the pass is predicated on the run yeah and they were only down third i mean their biggest deficit was 13 to 3 and you know i i don't i don't know why they got they got away from their game plan so early last week i really don't know i mean desmond ritter almost had 40 pass attempts and that's not who Desmond Ritter is. I, I I don't know if that's who Desmond Ritter will be, but that's not who he is right now. Uh, it, it, speaking of Desmond Ritter, he has to play better. Desmond Ritter has to play better. You have to target Drake London early and often. Got to get that kid into the offensive rotation. I think that's a big key to the run game as well, is Desmond Ritter needs to be on point. Uh, you, got, you have to fear the pass to prevent the other team from stacking the box against your run. Yeah, I... I've I've lost all confidence in Desmond Ritter. I, I have. I'm just I, watching. I'm not him. there yet, but I'm very very close, dude. It's not good. It was it was bad. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good at all. Uh, I don't know what was worse, to be honest with you. I don't know if it was Desmond Ritter that was uh, bad or if it was the offensive line that was just absolute horrendous. Uh, the offensive- Look, and here's the and here's the thing. You you and I are typically very very positive about a lot of different things, right? I can't be positive right now. No, there's not. There's not anything positive that I could say about him. No, it's it was awful. No, I mean, we're not going to come out here and lie to you and tell you that Desmond Ritter is is great and has a bright future. We I you know, we don't know what his future is, but right now it looks pretty bleak. Like it it doesn't look good. Um, 
And, and, yep. the, and the offensive line didn't help him. He got sacked seven times. The offensive line was horrendous. Outside of week one, uh, Jacksonville's defensive line hasn't been outstanding, so that's good for the Atlanta Falcons. The, the offensive line for the Falcons has got to be better against the Jags this past weekend if they want a chance to win. Uh, the defense needs to put pressure on Trevor Lawrence. His QBR when outside of the pocket this year is 40.2%. And if you Ooh. thought, yeah, it's horrible. It's his, his QBR uh, when outside of the pocket more than halves itself. Uh, so you got to get Trevor Lawrence on the run, got to get him outside of the pocket, got to get him uncomfortable. But I, I think Sunday's game, if the Falcons want to win it, they've got to establish the run game. They have to establish the run game early, and they have to run it often. They have to switch out between Bijan and Tyler Algier. I mean, Bijan Robinson had 14 touches against the Lions. That can never happen ever again. Bijan Robinson no. needs to be a 20-plus touch a game guy. Yeah, and something too that I'm I'm really pissed off about this weekend is the fact that they've got us as the Toy Story game. Like this this is how much they feel about the Falcons that they think that we're a Mickey Mouse organization that deserves this kind of treatment. Like, oh, they do. It I will anybody. not watch. I will not watch a second of the Toy Story side of things. I'm watching if. Well, actually, I'll be I'll be at a baseball tournament. So yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be on the golf course try to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to watch replays of it, but it, no, man, I'm so ticked off about that. Why? Like, that's, that's annoying. It's fun. No. Do you hate the no. Nickelodeon Super Bowl thing too? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Why do you hate fun? Ah, you know how I am. You don't have to watch it. It's not hurting you. You can ignore it. You can watch the normal normal stream. Uh, and I will be watching the normal stream. When so I why watch do you it? care if they do a Toy Story <laughs> shrink down thing? I bet you hate the puppy why? bowl too. Why is that? Why is that fun? Why? I don't know. I'm not going to watch it, but I don't know what other people like. Uh, okay, then there you go. But I don't care that they're having it. Kids why might love it. Why do you it. hate fun? Why do you hate fun? I don't hate fun. I'm just saying I'm not going to watch it. I don't. I don't I hate know. that they're doing it. I would love for clearly them to do you this. hate fun if you don't watch it. I would love for them to do this in every game, like the Nickelodeon slime uh-huh. thing. That's cool, man. I think that's awesome. I think kids okay. enjoy that. Anything to get the youth okay. involved into football. Golly. Next thing you're going to tell me you don't want the national anthem being sung at the football games. No, I'm, I will never say that. No mascots. You want to get rid of those guys too? We move on. (laughs) Instead of you being a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Friday night lights, Billy. That's what this podcast is all about. And we got some huge matchups here this weekend. Uh, first one we got, Bowden is playing host to St. Francis. And this is not the St. Francis of last year, folks. The St. Francis team uh, was very, very good last year. Graduated a ton of people. Uh, they are they are quite a different team this year. Yeah. Uh, this this game should be over really quick. Should be. Like really quick. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bowden is Bowden a... should be able to handle business by halftime. And then uh, let's get some starters taken out and, and move them in. Bowden is a 17-point favorite in this game. Ooh. Yeah, that's that should be over. Yeah, that should be around 28. St. Francis is not good this year. Uh, one of the closer games of the weekend, Bremen is playing host to Ringgold. Bremen is a three-point favorite at home. This game is one of those that I'm still kind of up in the air about. I, I'm not sure I'm going to make a call on this until right before game time or <laughs> right at the end of our, our pregame show. I, I am still kind of up in the air. 
I want Bremen to win this game, I, and I think they can win this game. Uh, I think Ringgold's averaging, I think it's like 17 points a game. I bet you Bremen knocks that down to like maybe 12 and maybe can get the their points per game up, you know, closer to 20. I think I think Bremen might actually win this. I I think, uh, oh man, yeah, like you said, this is, this is tough, dude. This is a very, very tough game. Uh, I, I will obviously be pulling for Bremen. I think I'm going to choose Bremen here. I think I think Bremen's going to win this one. Um, yeah, Ringgold, Ringgold right now is averaging 17 points per game. Uh, uh, excuse me, 18.2 is what they're allowing. 18.2 is what they're allowing. Scoring 17. Uh, they're three and two on the season. One and one in the region. Give me, yeah, give me Bremen. Give me the Blue Devils here. Uh, Central is playing host to Cedartown in what in my opinion, will be the region championship, I think. I think Cedartown's supposed to be really strong again this year. But Central right now, a 14-point home favorite. Yeah, and uh, they should be. Uh, considering what they've done this year offensively, they've done a lot of really good things. And talking to Umbre Brown this week, he said he's talked with Callaway, who beat him earlier in the season before the forfeit was changed over. <laughs> yeah, so um, stupid. Saying that's, yeah, it, it is. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> like really are yeah. we really talking about uh, anyway yeah uh, it's dumb he said that their offense is uh a, they do some similar tendencies that Callaway does uh, to that beats Cedartown so they that may help them um they're getting healthier which is going to help them a lot too and you know I think I'm looking back at it Cedartown has got a seven game winning streak against Central that's got to stop tonight or it's got to stop tonight. So I think Central wins um, and puts a stamp on uh, the region. Yeah, I think Central wins as well. I don't know about that 14. That's a big number. Um, I, I think Cedartown is good. I mean, they lost to Callaway. They lost to Sequoia. They lost to Calhoun. Uh, they beat Rockmart and Dalton. Give me Central to win this. I, I'd be a little hesitant on that 14. Um, but yeah, give me, give me Central to win this game. Uh, Harrelson County, one of the only, or the only team in our area that is on the road. They travel to Gordon Central. Harrelson County is a 28-point favorite. Harrelson County picks up their first win tonight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. thousand percent agree. It's, it, look, it, they've been battling and battling and battling. And they have had tough opponent after tough opponent after tough opponent. Tonight, they finally get that win. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think they win at Gordon Central. I think they pick up their uh, first win of the season, and that'll put them even. Even Stevens in uh, region play, one and one. Uh, Heard County is playing host to McIntosh tonight at seven thirty. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one for the Braves, this, man. What's the the line is not great for Heard County, not. right? McIntosh is a twenty-two point favorite. Yeah. So look. Look, Central struggled a little bit with McIntosh, a little bit. Um, Heard County is not on the same level as McIntosh. I think Heard County can keep it close. I don't think it would be 22, uh, but I, I, I'm i not sure Heard County can win. Um, yeah, I'm taking McIntosh tonight. And unfortunately, I, I'm rooting like hell for, for Heard County, but... I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm taking McIntosh to win, but that minus 22, man, give me Heard County to, to. I don't think they're going to get beat by that much against McIntosh. Give me the minus, give me the plus 22 with Heard County, but on the money line, I'm going, I'm going McIntosh. Uh, a pick'em game essentially. 
Mount Zion playing host to Mount Pisgah. Two mountains going to face each other. Mount Pisgah on the road is a one-point favorite at the Eagles' nest. Taking Mount Pisgah. Oh, you're a bad guy. I know. You're a bad guy. Listen, listen. This is. It it has nothing to do with my. Like when we do these pickums, it has nothing to do with my. My heart. It has everything to do with my head. And watching Mount Zion the past couple of weeks, and and I'll continue to say this. I've I've said it the past couple Fridays, on on our Friday night kickoff show. If you're not, like, if you haven't shown me that you can change then I'm not going to pick pick you. And Mount Zion in the past couple of weeks looked like absolute dog crap on, on defense. And I, and I think I know Brad Gordon says the same thing. So it's dude, I, I can't, I can't. And I, I think, I think it, that line is pretty close. I think it will be a close game. I just, I hope like hell that Mount Zion wins, but Mount Zion Mount wins this game 35 to six. There you go. 35 so. to 6. 35 to 6. Mount Pisgah's terrible. I hope so. Yep. I mean, they're the Mount Pisgah Christian Pirates or Patriots. I can't read. Never mind. <laughs> uh yeah, give me give me give me uh give me Mount Zion on that one. Mount Zion wins 35 to 6. Uh Temple versus Midtown. Temple Temple's got to get Temple. back rolling again, man. Yeah. Temple. Yeah. It's, Mount it's, Zion's terrible. Yeah, t- or uh, Midtown, or, not Midtown. Yeah, Midtown's yeah. terrible. Sorry. Uh, Temple's a fifteen-point favorite in this game. Yeah, Temple wins. It's homecoming. They'll win homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Temple will win homecoming. They'll beat. Uh, they'll beat Midtown, and they will be four and three on the season. And they'll start region play on the thirteenth. And then the last game of the weekend, a game that I think is going to be very, very close, very tightly contested game. Lithia Springs is at Villarica. We are VR. Give them to me. I like it. They're a 14 point favorite in this game. Give them to me. Look, Lithia Springs is not the same team they were last year. No. Nope. Uh, that beat us 24 to nothing. Ducky Hart, uh, their quarterback, is, has uh, graduated. He go. Along with, along with uh, my nephew, Dusty Talbert. So uh, I am taking I am taking VR. I think VR bounces back and, and uh, gets three and O in region play. When I say bounces back, bounces back against Lithia Springs. Um, L- yeah, listen, I think VR wins. The only thing you need to know about this game. This is the only thing you need to know. Lithia Springs lost in week two to Alexander 12 to nothing. Eesh. Alexander is quite possibly the worst team in the entire state of Georgia. They are horrendous. That's, that's debatable. It but, is not okay. debatable. They're terrible. They lost 39 to nothing to Sandy Creek, 50 to 8 to Douglas County, 35 to nothing to New Manchester. They lost 89 to nothing to Carrollton in a scrimmage and Langston Hughes might put up 100 on them tonight. Alexander, especially since Hughes lost last week. Yes. Alexander might be the worst (laughs) team in the entire state of Georgia. Now I say that Billy 75% of their starters are freshmen. It's essentially, it's essentially a freshman team that's playing for Alexander. Um, But yeah, Lithia Springs lost to Alexander 12 to nothing. That's all I need to know. Give me the Wildcats tonight. We are VR. They cover that 14. We get back to our dominating winning ways had a bit of a hiccup last week against Banneker came out and won it but won it by the skin of our teeth 
uh, this week. This week we come out and pummel Lithia Springs tonight. We cover that 14, and we go 3-0 and in region play. They need one more win, essentially, to make the playoffs, right? Yes, sir. And it's uh, May- Mays, Mays is going to be tough. They are not as good as they were last year, but they are still a very good team. Creekside is Creekside. Creekside is Creekside. Uh, Maynard Jackson and Chapel Hill, both of those, I, I think Maynard Jackson and Chapel Hill are about on the level with Banneker. Um, may- maybe a little bit better. Chapel Hill, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you, you win... Yeah, I mean, you beat Lithia Springs, and man, you're you're in. I mean, you're essentially you beat Lithia Springs this Friday, and two weeks from this Friday on the 13th against Mays, you're really probably playing for a home playoff game. Honestly, it'd be huge. It would be. It'd be. It'd be massive, man. So yeah, I mean, we beat we beat Lithia Springs this week, and we go three and zero in the region. Uh, and then the next four: Mays, Creekside, Manor Jackson, and Chapel Hill. Um, yeah, you're set up. You're set up pretty nice. Set up pretty nice for the rest of the season. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the Friday night lights tonight. Uh, tune into hometown sports media. We will have the Bowden versus St. Francis game, Central versus Cedartown game, Heard versus McIntosh game. Uh, we will have the Villarica versus Lithia Springs. Where's Kenny going to be? Kenny's going to be at Temple versus Midtown, right? Temple Midtown. Yep. Temple Midtown. We'll have all those games for you on the hometown sports media network tonight. So tune in and listen. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Last night in softball, Bowden beat Mount Zion 10 to nothing and clinched the region back-to-back region championships for the Bowden Red Devils. Congratulations, ladies. Uh, good job on that aspect. Freeman beats Ringgold 11 to 2. Central beats Northwest Whitfield 9 to 1. Villarica beats Creekside 18 to 3 again. Oh, what the hell? Runs, what, we do, what we doing? What's come um, on? Three points. I say I say that jokingly because God. Honestly, like Cody Skinner and I have joked about that. I'm, so I'm gonna text him right now. What the hell is going on up there? Look, three runs. Was, well, to be fair, okay, so they've now scored 203 runs <laughs> in region play, <laughs> and they've given up what Two, five, seven, seven, <laughs> 203 to seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, right. that's pretty crazy. That really is. Yeah. That really is nuts, man. It's insane. <laughs> right, on the Smiths for covering games and events calendar in Major League Baseball tonight, Braves, Braves and Nats are this weekend. A three-game set that will finish off the regular season. Uh, playoffs are next week, so we will begin talking about playoffs. Playoffs. Monday. I can't freaking wait. Playoffs. Yeah, and this is when Bryce actually starts paying attention. So we may actually get some actually like good baseball, uh, you know, analysis from Bryce for once. Don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> the NFL uh, in the NFL Falcons versus Jags on sa- on Sunday at nine thirty. Um, yay! Uh, Don't and forget then to watch the Toy Story this weekend. Do I? Don't forget to watch the Toy Story stream of that. Yeah. In college football this weekend, uh, number 11, Notre Dame faces off at number 17, Duke. Number 13, LSU at number 20, Ole Miss. Number 24, Kansas at number three, Texas. Number eight, USC at unranked Colorado. (laughs) And then number one, UGA at Auburn. We will be watching that game along with the other games as well, probably two at Sissies on Saturday. And we'll bring that up a little bit later in the podcast. Oh, sorry. I was reading something. 
Uh, Billy, let's get to the incredible pulp. Soft earned dollars, locks of the week. And ironically enough, Billy, do you know what I'm drinking this morning instead of my coffee? Lemonade. I am having a nice, cold, delicious, crisp glass of incredible pulp lemonade. Thanks to Steve Walker, man. He brought he brought out some lemonade to our coaches show on on Wednesday. Got to take some home, and Gavin had Gavin uh, found out that I brought him a gallon of of lemonade, and he's like, "Dad, can I put that in my water bottle for for school tomorrow?" <laughs> I said, "Sure, buddy. Uh, absolutely." So he, he took it. Nice, nice. Yeah, we uh, we're, we're dude. Steve Walker is just an awesome dude. He's just he's so, he's so great. He is, man. I'll get to see him tonight. Is he at, he'll be at Central. He'll be at Central. All right. Well, drink. Hey, drink a uh, drink a cup of uh, lemonade for me. Give me a cup of drink a cup of lemonade. For you me. know I will. Uh, let's get to the incredible pulp soft earned dollars locks of the week. Right now, I am uh, plus one hundred and eighty three and forty three cents. Billy is up huge two hundred ninety eight eighty four, almost cresting that three hundred dollar mark. These are my locks. I'm of the getting week. over it this week. I like it. I love the confidence and I love the picks. Honestly, I really do love these picks. Uh, I got I got Purdue as a favorite at home as a point a one and a half point favorite at home versus Illinois. Illinois is terrible. Uh, that is at a minus one hundred two. I have the Chargers as a home favorite. They are a five and a half point favorite over the Raiders at a minus one ten. Justin Herbert looked unstoppable last week. I think that Chargers team is really rolling into its own. And the Patriots at the Cowboys. I have the over at forty three and a half at a minus one ten. I don't think the Cowboys go anemic on offense again two weeks in a row, but I do think that defense has legit problems without Trayvon Diggs. All right, my picks of the week. Uh, give me the Penn State Northwestern over. Their or, the number is 46 and a half. I think that it's going to be probably about five or six touchdowns that Penn State has early on, and then they call off the dogs, and then somehow um, you know Northwestern scores seven or ten. So... I think they get that over pretty easily. Uh, UGA, a minus 14 and a half over Auburn. Give me UGA and the points. That's good. I think UGA wins this I looked at this bet for a long easy. time. Yeah, I looked at that bet for a long time, man. I like that. That's minus 110. And then on Sunday, the Vikings are a four-point favorite at home. I mean, excuse me, on the road against Carolina. Uh, Vikings pick up their first win of the year this weekend against Carolina. Because the Carolina Panthers are horrible. All in there. You got Dandy Andy Dalton there. Red Rocket, baby. No. Might come out and surprise you. Give me Kirk Cousins and the Vikings <laughs> minus four. Uh, I like all six of these bets. I feel like all six of these bets are really safe bets. I, it wouldn't shock we me if we hit. go six and oh. We might go six and oh this weekend, man. I'm feeling, let's re- go. feeling really good about these. Uh, Billy, let's get to another cup of coffee, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goosby Real Estate Group on National Coffee Day. Uh, Marlins and Mets were suspended after a long delay. A Monday finish is in play. They start, So the, the game got suspended, Billy, in the ninth inning of Friday. They had a three-hour and 17-minute delay in the ninth inning of a ball game they didn't they didn't why? call the ball game until 12 58 a.m why rain yeah rain rain oh and and the game the game would would resume at the point of suspension if needed to determine a playoff berth so since wait, 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 wait. what was it was was it tied 
Uh, I think it was. I think it was tied. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. It had to have been because if it wasn't, then they they would have just named. I don't. Whoever was winning. No, the Marlins. The, the Marlins are up two to one. They can't name who was winning the winner because it would uh, determine a playoff berth. They have to play this game to completion. No, that's yeah. not how base. Yep. That's not how baseball works. Uh, rule 7.02B4A. If the game isn't needed to decide a postseason spot, then the game would be called and the score would, would be reverted back to a one nothing Mets victory. But since the game is needed to determine a playoff spot in seeding, the game has to be played to completion. No, that's not... That's not how baseball works. Baseball I, works that it, whoever's leading, if it's if it's a official game, which is an official game after the top of the fifth inning is completed. If it's an official game after that and it's suspended, then whoever's winning wins that game. I don't care about playoff bursts or nothing. That that could be determined in April. You can't. <sighs> nope. Nope, I'm pissed off about that now. Thanks, Bryce. <laughs> Thanks for pissing me off. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I don't care about the Marlins and Mets, but I mean that that legitimately pisses me off. That's not how baseball works. I'm with you. No, I'm I'm with you, man. Um, like if it if the Marlins are winning two to one, then the Marlins won that freaking game. And it's the there's ninth, no it's the ninth there's inning. no reason that that we have to go play this on Monday. Yep. That's stupid. Nah, I'm with you. That's I'm with absolutely you. stupid. And it's the ninth inning. It's the ninth inning. That's what. That's exactly what um, uh, Showalter said. And, and they had. I was. They were showing points in it. He said uh, we had two or three potential start times for this game, and for some reason they just they just didn't they just didn't start it up. Um, he said we were we were ready to go, and then it kept closing. It would open, and we would go quick and pull the tarp. But underneath it was too wet. Um, but I'm I'm with you, I man. It's swear. a complete game. It it should be a complete game. I swear game. to God, it's it's stupid ish like this that makes Major League Baseball a laughing stock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Honestly, if you, if you think it, this is it, like I love baseball to death, but it, this is it's stupid crap like this. That is that's we can't get out of our own way. Yep. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so the game was suspended at twelve fifty eight a.m. and they will restart that game today at one ten. Uh, to to get the completion of that game. Uh, Lakers' LeBron James says he is preparing for his 21st season like he is a rookie. Good for LeBron. Yeah, sure. I like it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still one of the most dominant players in the NBA. 30, uh, he will turn 39 in December. Um, not I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Lakers coach Darvin Ham said on Thursday, Bron, he does a great job of taking care of himself, the team that's around him now, the pieces that we have in place. These guys are going to step up and do a lot of the heavy lifting early on for LBJ. So yeah, okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> so we'll see if yeah, we'll see okay. if that's actually true. Uh, Billy, one more thing that is going to piss you off about the um, the MLB. I don't know if you've seen video of this. But if you yeah, haven't seen, oh my God, what are we doing? A, a young Phillies fan gets a helmet from Bryce Harper 
after Bryce this is Harper. This not what we're pissed off about. No, no, Let no, me no. Make that That's cool. Absolutely clear. Absolutely not. That's awesome. <laughs> and it, it, every everybody, the fact that a fan got a helmet is cool, especially from Bruce Hooper. Like everybody on this podcast knows that I'm a big fan of Bruce Hooper because of what he does for baseball and the way he plays the game. He plays it correctly. And he got tossed last night after a check swing where he wasn't even close to going around. And guess who it was on third base that rang him up? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Mr. Angel Hernandez. Of course it Of was. course. Angel Hernandez on third base. Him and C.B. Buckner are the two. They need to be retired. They're horrible. I wouldn't trust them as the checkout person to the Dollar General down the street, much less calling Major League Baseball games. Dude, I saw a, a C.B. Buckner uh, video the other day that literally was a fastball right down the middle. It I was above knee high, and he called it literally split the center of the plate, and he called it a ball. I, I don't know how the MLB Umpires Association or the MLB in general can still justify employing these guys. What are we he's, doing? He, he's done. It's terrible. I mean, you know, you know, it's bad when like our children, my son will be like, um, you know, if there's, they have what they think is a bad umpire. They call him Angel Hernandez. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, we've got Angel Hernandez out there. It's it's horrible, man. Angel Her- Angel Hernandez once again shows why he is one of the most incompetent umpires in the entirety of Major League Baseball. Uh, Mel Tucker tells MSU that he will be filing a wrongful termination suit against the university. <laughs> okay, buddy, go ahead, <laughs> you skeezy little bastard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tucker's attorney sent a letter to Michigan State's general counsel <laughs> requesting the school maintain electronic and paper records for all members of the athletic department, along with several other university employees, in anticipation of litigation. And he, uh, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, he was fired on Wednesday for cause, uh, roughly one month after the sexual abuse prep, uh, prevention advocate Brandy Tracy accused the coach of sexually harassing her after she contracted to work with the football team. So this is going to get disgusting and nasty, and I don't understand why all of this weird stuff is happening in the Big Ten. Like, all of these weird stories that come out about head coaches and stuff, why is it only the Big Ten? I don't know. You know? The SEC it's, just gets, like, goofy, zany people like um, Lane Kiffin and old Cuzzy that ditched on the uh, Falcons. What was his name? Petrino? Bobby Petrino? Ugh, I don't want to say his name. They just get weird. Have to say they just get weird Ugh. zany people. We get the skeezy guys. We get the skeezy nasty yeah. dudes. What's what's going on? <laughs> Why are we getting this? Then again, let's not forget who is coaching Auburn right now. So who's at Auburn? Uh, Hugh Freeze. Oh yeah. How did he get a job? <laughs> How did he get a job again? I don't Golly. know. <laughs> Jeez, man. Ugh. And Urban Meyer and who's who's Urban's assistant that got him in so much trouble? Zach Smith was that his name? Zach Smith. Yeah. yeah. Why are we why are we hiring skeezy coaches in the Big Ten? I don't know. Uh, and don't forget tomorrow night TM Five takes over Sissies. We are taking Woo! over Sissies tomorrow, not night afternoon. Three thirty is the start of the UGA Auburn game. Billy and I will be up there around uh, between two and two thirty. Get up there. You get 10% off your food order if you mention that you are up there with the TM5 guys to watch the Georgia versus Auburn game. 10% off your food order. Come up there. Enjoy some food, laughter, fun, beverages. 
and everything else that goes along with going up to Sissy's for a college football game. So, do I need to come over to, like, I know that you, the M's coming, right? Do I need to show up and, uh, like, drive for y'all? No, uh, my dad will be there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> let me let me make sure I've got yeah. my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. That's only a 45-minute stumble back to my house. I know exactly how to get there. Um, <laughs> From a walk? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll be up there. Come out and join us. Once again, don't forget, uh, no kids, tw- uh, 21 or older for the uh, for the bar. So come out there and enjoy some, enjoy some good food and some uh, cold beverages. And today in 1992, the Atlanta Braves win their second straight NL West title. Still throws me for a loop that the Braves were in the West in the early 90s. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, we're four, we're four hours away from the Atlantic Ocean, and we were in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's sort of like the Dallas Cowboys being in the Eastern Division of, of uh, the NFC. So odd. So odd. You got anything else to add today on a Friday, man? No, man. Let's let's have uh, some fun tonight, Friday Night Lights, and then uh, tomorrow we're going to have some fun at Sissy's. That's right. That's right. We'll get out of here on a Friday. Everybody have an awesome weekend. We will see you tomorrow uh, afternoon at Sissy's, and if not, we will see you on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!